Hello, and welcome to the bus stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I'm Kurt Mackison, the executive director, and we'll be joined by Dan Kobison, vice president of Kobison Buses in Wisconsin. But before we do that, I just want to give a brief uh, NSTA member update. Just let you know that the American School Bus Council has deployed another video called The Symbol of Safety. This video is about two minutes in length. It highlights all the features of the yellow bus in addition to all the measures that are being taken these days with respect to the coronavirus and keeping school children safe on those buses. So we ask you to utilize the membership minute uh, video. Uh, take a look at uh, uh, the two minute video uh, that will be deployed with this podcast and make sure you launch it to all your social media channels. It'd be great information to get to all your customers friends, business associates, parents, and students. So once again, it's called the symbol of safety and it's done by the American School Bus Council. Now, as I mentioned, our guest today is Dan Kobison. He's vice president over at Kobison Buses in Wisconsin. So Dan, welcome to NSTA, the bus stop. Well, thank you. Thanks, Kurt. Great to be here. No, great having you. Now, before we jump into your role with uh, NSTA, I think it'd be great for the listeners to know about your company, Cobus and Buses. Give us a little background and some information about it. Uh, Cobus and Buses has been around for about uh, just a few years, 82 years. Uh, we run motor coaches and school buses, mostly school buses. The company was started by my grandfather when he uh, he was a farmer, decided to take the milk to town. He didn't have enough uh, enough talking in town, talking to the, the other folks in town. So he decided to stop at other farmers' houses. And in doing so, he eventually, those farmers asked him to take his their kids and his kids all, all along on the, the milk trucks. So before he knew it, he had some school buses. So he started a milk truck company and a school bus company at the same time. The first buses were actually red, white, and blue, which is kind of interesting because we didn't have any regulations back then as far as colors and so on and so forth. So... Uh, we have black and white photos of red, white, and blue buses. Uh, we now have 31 school districts uh, across the state of Wisconsin. We're only in Wisconsin. And we have uh, a little over a 1,000 glorious, great uh, folks working for us. That's great. Great, great story. And, you know, one we hear around the country. So I'm glad you could share that with us. Now, Dan, what's the state of the return to school in Wisconsin these days? Uh, it's, a, it's a mixed bag. Uh, I think it's it's similar, I think, at least in the uh, Midwest anyway. It's a mixed bag. Larger urban areas are going virtual, and the medium ones are, you know, they do a medium density areas are kind of a hybrid, so they're doing, you know, an A, B or, you know, uh, uh, different days, for different students. And in the small rural areas, we're seeing people going back normal. So uh, we're pretty excited to see you know, we hope we can get through this and, and make sure everybody's safe, but at the same time, get school back in session. I am a little worried about our industry, though. Uh, to be honest, uh, I think historically, like teachers and schools, all, all, all those years, we've had a really stable industry. We always, you know, kids always went to school. Kids always had field trips. You know, we always had that. And I think there's a certain amount of our employee base that, that felt that that was you know, what they wanted in, you know, in an employee or an employer. And now we have this COVID and uh, I'm a little worried. We've lost some key employees that have taken, you know, gone into other industries just due to they, they're not so sure that our industry is going to be stable in the long term, which is, which is unfortunate. Um, 
We also have, uh, and I'm sure this is an issue all around the country too, is uh, all this equipment, all these buses have been sitting around for now like seven months. What's that going to mean when we get them all started up and get them going again? I know my company, we're talking about buying batteries by the pallet. We're talking about buying, you know, alternators. We're talking about, you know, odd things that we, you know, uh, dry rod of tires and things like that they're talking about, which is something we never, ever talk about. Um, so so it's a, it's a different day, that's for sure. Yeah, and you're so right about the changing, um, you know, dynamics and, and the uh, uncertainty with respect to, you know, to the industry. And I do share your concern that way. Um, so right now you are also serving as vice president of NSTA and chair of the Manufacturers, Suppliers, and Technology, or MST, committee. Um, can you give the listeners a brief overview of what you do in those roles? As little as possible. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, uh, well, being vice president uh, in particular has really opened my eyes to the amount of work that NSTA does. It's it's crazy how much stuff goes on in the background, you know, all the, the rules and regulations that you, you monitor all the time and all the government agencies that are, you know, trying to change this or make, and, you know, everybody's trying to work for the better good, but there's lots of changes out there. And, and I, you know, give a lot of credit to NSTA and all the work that they do in the background. So it's, it's a lot of time spent on government relations and with the pandemic, well, all that's been amplified. So it's, it's just been one big roller coaster for me. Um, so it's a lot of hard work on the, on the level of uh, being on the board and everything. You don't even realize it until you get to the vice presidency that all of a sudden, whoa, wait a minute, we got to, you know, steer this ship. Um, and there's a lot of lot going on. So it's a big deal. Yeah. And um, it's interesting. You, you mentioned the, um, you know, legislative and regulatory advocacy. And there are kind of two phrases that always come to mind when we're dealing with this. And you, you kind of alluded to it. One is unintended consequences and the other is well-intentioned. So we do have some well-intentioned people um, making rules and regulations, but uh, sometimes those rules and regulations have unintended consequences, which aren't so great for the industry. Right, right. Yeah, to your point, it always just fascinates me that we have, or as the world in general gets more and more complicated, we have folks, and, and not not really a fault of their own, but, you know, in legislation, and they're trying to make rules around, you know, pick a pick an item, uh, pollution controls on a, on a truck or a bus, and they literally know nothing about the, the, the science behind it. And not that I know the science behind it either, but it, but it, it's an amazing um, process that works its way out in the end, usually, usually. Um, usually. But it, but it does take it does take our industry and our NSTA to inform those folks of just what those ramifications are. Yeah, and I mean to your point, um, we did really submit comments to over the course of the last year. Um, 16 times to regu- various regulators, which is one, uh, more than one a month. You know, at this point, I don't see that decreasing in, in the short term or long term. Is that more than it has been in the past? Do you know, I mean, is that something that's, is it increasing or is it? Yeah, it, it's seemingly increasing because, uh, you know, as you pointed out, uh, you know, the roles, you know, always continue to expand. They rarely, if ever, retract. So, uh, so yeah, I, I look at that as uh, you know obviously a key feature of the organization, but one that's not going to go away at all, uh, ever. So in terms of um, you know one of the major responsibilities of the MST committee and and one that that I've you know seen get 
complemented often is hosting the OEM panel, which interestingly enough, we did virtually at the you know annual meeting and convention in July. So for those folks who may not be familiar with the OEM panel, can you give us an idea of why the panel why the panel is important and what people are missing if they don't attend it? Well, um, just to make it simple, I love the panel. I think the panel is awesome. We get to hear what tech is coming down the pipe from the manufacturers. We can ask pointed questions about the technology and, you know, and how it's going to shape our future. And I, I just think that, you know, particularly before COVID, as things were speeding up, and if we look at the automotive world and, you know, automated, if you look at your car that you bought, you know, just within the last few years, the technology keeps changing on those cars more and more rapidly. And we know that technology is coming to the school buses and it's just going to be get ramped up at some point, you know, as, as we get past uh, the COVID. Um, I just think that discussion is so important and to have a knowledge of where we're going and, and what to purchase and how to purchase it is, is really important. And it's also, you know, it's exciting. I guess I'm kind of a tech guy. So I like that part of it. And it's also part of the education of, you know, NSTA. So it's, it's it's great to get involved in it. I think it's again important. I think everybody appreciates it because we do also talk about it in a broad sense. We talk about it in a future sense. We don't talk about you know, you know again about the pollution controls of this bus in particular or that engine. We talk about you know broad controls and what what is coming down the pipe. So I think it's a it's a great panel discussion. Yeah, and I think it uh, actually. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't, weren't able to go to Niagara Falls this year, but I think on the fortunate side, it was able to translate to a virtual model, which which was good that we basically gave the same information. It would be nice to see everyone in person, but uh, I think the dissemination of the information, which is the critical part, was was still there this past July. Yeah, I agree. Um, but to your point also is that, you know, Shaking somebody's hand and talking to them face to face—not not quite the same. So, hopefully, we can get right. back to that. For sure, for sure. Um, now, the MST committee also has a large role in formulating NSTA webinars. So, can you give the listeners a little flavor of what are the topics that are conducive to a good webinar, especially in today's you know COVID nineteen environment? Well, I think just about anything. I mean, but if we talk about the MST side of it, again, it's technology and processes and whatever can help the school bus industry move forward. Um, I see the webinars, you know, extending as an extended news program um, and specific to the bus industry, which is, which is, you know, somewhat hard to find what really is important to the school bus industry. Um, but again, we, anybody that's out there with any ideas on, for a program or whatever, you can contact Kurt or myself. But what what are we looking for? We're looking for just anything that will again help the school industries uh, succeed, the school bus industry succeed. So, if you're a, a manufacturer of a product, if you're a supplier of a service, uh, anything, let's 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 chat about it. Let's talk about it. Or if you're a you know attorney firm or a finance team that are looking to get into the industry, let's let's have that discussion. Great, great, so, and it's been well, a lot anything. of great discussion. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you, especially in today's environment, yeah. because who would have thought, uh, you know, a year ago that uh, so much would um, kind of revolve around, you know, true health uh, measures, you know, being taken. Um, we've always been focused on safety, um, but now we kind of morphed into, um, 
really being uh, health centric. Yeah. So a lot of good discussion today, Dan. Um, if folks want to get in touch with you or perhaps um, find out a little bit more about Cobus and Buses, where, where can they get that information? They can just go to cobuson.com. Um, you can, you know, uh, figure out everything there is about know about Cobus and Buses. There's a lot more history there. There's uh, some cool old photos and stuff if you dig in there. Um, other than that, uh, you can reach me at dan at cobuson.com or even, you know, uh, through the website, info at cobuson.com comes to me also. So Great. Great. Once again, Dan Cobuson, Vice President, Cobuson Buses out in Wisconsin. Dan, thanks so much for joining us at NSDA The Bus Stop. Okay, thank you very much.